Welcome to Live from Lockdown, Zach and Dom, coming from a community conscious social distance of across the city. I'm at my house, Dom's at his house, but we're here to keep you company during this self-isolation due to COVID-19. And look, uh, I, I don't. I just realised I haven't listened to the last episode you uploaded. There was a bit of chat in the podcast that went a little bit dark. I just want to know to begin with: Did you include that, or did that not make the edit? Would you keep? I was going to bring this up during the episode. You said, yeah. "Oh, you can decide when you edit it later." I'm not editing anything. <laughs> okay. So. I take. I <laughs> cut the front off and I cut the back off. That's all I'm doing. Right. So, so the coffin stuff stayed in. Yeah, and do you know what? I don't think mm. it was that bad. No, no, nor do I. Nor do I. I just was going to start the episode by saying less coffin-related conversation this time around, but I just wasn't sure if that had stayed in or not, hence the clarification. I really should get my yeah. housekeeping done before we go on, on the podcast, but here I we go. Actually came up with, I actually came up with a tagline mm. for the company. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, for the recap, by the way, This is, a, is this the crematorium slash pizza Um combined business that you came up with i yeah i guess technically I did come up with it. uh yes yeah should if you thought it was dark before should we start with it oh let's well it. let's start with it because then from that point on it's all going to be uphill or downhill okay the tagline is we burn grandma not your pizza <laughs> Welcome to any new listeners to the podcast. <laughs> it'll it'll be lighter now, from here on. <laughs> there was some context around that. Dom yeah. on a school trip went to a pizzeria that later was revealed mm. in Italy that they were using wood dug up from coffins in the ground in their yeah. wood fire pizza. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't completely out of the blue. No, that's how we got onto it. And I did more research on that since we recorded um, a few days ago. And that is completely legitimate. That people went to jail for it. Which you probably... I wow. mean, I think that's fair. fair I think enough. it's something you should fair go call. to jail for. Yeah, that's that's one to get you in prison, I think. Anyway, what about today? Now it, with none of that, what are we doing today? What have you got on your Well, mind? it took us a little while to set up because I'm in a new room today. This is my third setup for life from lockdown. I'm into mm. a room I have actually spent extremely little time in. Oh, yeah. Um, the least amount of time of any room in my house. And it's a little bit roomy, Dom, as we say in the business. It's a bit echoey. So I've been... It took me a while because I had to go get a doona and I've been trying to hang the doona up in front of me to try to, uh, you know, uh, subdue some of the reverb. Oh, clever. This is the sound engineering skills that you have. I had no... Why would a doona help with that? You know, it's similar when you see, well, you know, the radio studio. You imagine yeah. what the walls were made out of. And then if you mm. see like a... A recording booth, you know how they put all the. That's true. The I thought foam it was egg. Ca- the don't it's they have to... egg cartons? I thought egg cartons no. make things soundproof. No, well, it's like a, f- it's foam in the shape of egg cartons because mm. that you know breaks up. Because what you don't want is you don't want the sound waves hitting the wall, a, yeah. a flat surface, and then coming back to you. That's what you're hearing. Although, do you remember the you other radio to... station that we worked for that didn't have soundproofing in the studio and was right next Not to a train all. line? You'd go, oh, that's the 815, <laughs> right on time. 
well, you it was could tell line. when things were pre-recorded <laughs> if you didn't hear the train. That's true. Well, it was a trade line on one side, and the other side of the building had a community theatre performance, and occasionally you could hear a standing ovation if you were doing a night mm. show. So that yeah, that is. Once- once when I was on air, they were going through Queen's back catalogue. And it was actually, I felt like, I'm like, well, I should just leave the mics open instead of playing the songs that we're playing. Yeah. So, look, uh, soundproofing is important. Oh, it's sounding crisp coming through. Although I've just realized I'm only getting your computer audio. So I'm You're not just actually... getting the Zoom recording. Yeah. You're not getting the actual recording. That's true. But we, we are here. We're ready to go. The mm. second obstacle we had to overcome today was an internet issue. Dom's revealed that he's hotspotting from his phone. Yeah, I'm at home um, using what's meant to be good Wi-Fi, but I've had to hotspot to my phone because it kept cutting in and out. And I don't know why my phone is giving me better internet than my actual Wi-Fi connection. I've actually been using my phone to hotspot to my computer for the last two weeks. I sh- there's The internet guy's coming tomorrow to sign yeah. me up to connect me to the NBN because I couldn't take it anymore because my phone was 30 times faster yeah. than my <laughs> Wi-Fi. My why? phone was 30 times faster. Because we've tried all Actually, sorts no, of things. that's not true. It was 60 times faster. Also, oh, you're not just throwing numbers out there. You actually calculated it. Mm, I, cal- I did the speed oh, wow. test on both of them. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, it see, was like it wasn't turned on. Our internet's pretty, like, it's it's good here when it's working, but it just, it's a bit temperamental when it wants to go on or not. And I don't understand, mm. like, we've tried all sorts of things. We've tried, you know, router extenders. We've tried all these sorts of, you know, different technologies. But for some reason, it just decides some days it's not going to work. Are you on the NBN? The NBN's coming in uh, June, I think we've been told. Oh, so you're not on it? No, not on the NBN here. That's interesting because no, previously... Yeah, shut up. Bragged about how close your house is to the city. I would have yeah. thought they would start at the city and move out. I haven't bragged about that. When I moved into this place with my family, I said it's... I meant to say inner suburbs and I said inner city. And you and mm. Michael loved that. And I've not heard the end of it for three years. I don't I, I don't think that that's a virtue being in a city. It wasn't a boast. It was just a misstep. Okay. Well, on the show today, Dom, I think uh, we have the story about Life is a Highway, the song that used to play at a previous radio station (laughs) over the traffic. Also, you hooked a story, I believe. Did I? I thought you did. (laughs) (laughs) I know there was another story. What was the other story we were going to tell? Let me look at my notes. Oh, I wanted to talk to you. That's right, about the tracking app. That's what we were going to discuss. That's right. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, in my notes. So that's going to come up a little later on today as well. Yeah. Uh, a thing that I'm annoyed at mm. happened to me today is not Corona related, but can I just put a service announcement out? Mm. Public service announcement. If you are first in line at the light change, you have a big responsibility to get moving quickly. Yeah, sure. So, so... Do you think this applies even now when there's much less traffic on the road? Well, I was out doing essential business earlier this morning and I was 12 back in a row and I was really thinking, you know, am I going to make this light or not when it goes Mm. green? It went green, I reckon, six seconds before the first person moved. And I thought, this isn't a time for dilly-dallying. When you're in that front row, when you're the first cab off the rank, sometimes literally a cab, (laughs) although they're actually pretty good because they usually get moving. You have to lead us out. Yeah. It's like you're leading us into battle. It's like it's the scene from Braveheart where he's going back and forth 
across his whole army and he says, we're going to do it for well, Mother Scotland. The worst one I've seen, and this is late or last Ireland. year. I'm, I'm not sure which one he's I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Scotland. It's the blue and white, it's isn't Scotland, it? Scotland, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I haven't actually seen the movie. <laughs> um, late last year, I remember that I was at like a, a relatively known temperamental set of lights. Like they don't stay green for long. And I was in a real rush to, to get to work, actually, to get to the radio station. It was one of the nights I was running a little bit late. And... Um, mm. <laughs> A Tuesday. <laughs> yep. And anyway, there was a, there was a car in front of me, and this is the one that I hate the most because it didn't go for about ten seconds, and I hate mm. beeping because I feel bad about beeping. But I eventually beeped. It got through, and then the light turned red. And so then I'm mm-hmm. sat there at the front. It, they get to go off and enjoy their day. It hasn't affected them at all. But then me and everyone else were stuck in the line. This is what I call manners on the road. Yeah. And they should teach it. I mean, 100 hours of driving, that's good. Do a couple of hours of manners as well. That's and that point. should be concentrated around thank you waves, yeah. uh, moving, everyone condensing in a turning lane. Because mm. have you ever been stuck in the main lane and the turning lane is completely empty, but you can't get into it yet? And you're like, if everyone just moved up a little bit, yeah, I'll be able yeah. to slide into that lane. Yep. These no, are the 100%. types of things that we're forgetting in our road safety education and the one i'd like to put out there as well is when you're coming up to a set of lights and there's you know two lanes one both go straight ahead but the left one also turns left please if you're going straight ahead if possible be in the middle lane because if you go Mm -hmm. in that left lane and you're trying to go straight ahead and then the light turns green to turn but not to go straight ahead oh you're, you're stuck everyone's stuck behind you now i mean it's just it's just polite isn't it i miss the road the you know what happened to me yesterday, Dom? Yeah. We've had the return of a guest in my house. Um, the biggest snake I've ever had living at my house mm. is currently out and about. This uh, a carpet python Jeez. showed its face last night in the rafters of the beams. I'm going to see if I can send you a photo, Dom. Yeah, I, I'm do on that. my phone doing this call, so I'm not sure exactly how well this is going to work. But tell me if this comes through. This is what I walked outside to find above my head on the deck last night. I think this is a good How phase. late are That's we talking? What one. what time? Uh, about How 8 late is this? Oh, boy, that's a snake. That is a snake and a half. What is that, like six metres? <laughs> it's not six metres. Six foot, <laughs> <I> think, maybe. <laughs> six metres? <laughs> it's hard to tell because it's sort of part of its body is curled up behind the gutter there. You can only see you know, maybe three quarters of its body, but that could be, that's at least two and a half meters. Yeah. It'd be two and a half meters. It's a big carpet Python. It's a lot bigger than the last time I saw it, which was about two months ago when it disappeared into the bottom of my house. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, what were you doing down there? What were you eating? You've bulked up. been having some protein powder down there. Are you going to call a snake catcher? Well, this is why I'm tossing up because my wife said, should we call a snake catcher? I'm thinking as long as it's not in the house, what harm is it doing? Well, yeah, but it's very close to the house. I mean, that's... Yeah, it is close. <laughs> that's like saying, oh, well, look, if the enemy military forces are 50 metres offshore, they're not onshore yet. It's but really nearly the there. This, this is what they do in the army. It's better yeah. the enemy you know than the one you don't. And <laughs> well, so yes. if they know where the army is, sometimes they're okay with it just being over the border. 
Yeah, I know that, but you do know that the, the snake catcher will take this snake many kilometers away into bushland no, I don't somewhere. I think they will because it's a native snake dom. I I'm think pretty they're only sure allowed they do. To, I think they're only allowed to release it in the yard, and so therefore I'm like, well, okay, well it's going to be back in three no, minutes, back no. on the roof. Well, we had a at the house I, I used to live at. We had a snake right outside my window, actually a big carpet python. Snake catcher came and took it and released it in a bushland reserve about ten k's away. And I don't think that snake. I don't think they're like cats. They don't find their way back home. I think that's fine. I think if it's 10Ks away, you're totally fine. I don't know. I've heard that they release them in the yard. Oh, maybe okay. I'll look up. Look it yeah, up. Yeah, look into that. I mean, again, this is a, another shame because if we were on the radio show, there's a snake we catcher. Catch it. Oh, totally. Broadcast it live. Do a stakeout. Well, the scary thing, one. do you know what the scary thing was? Yeah. Is it was scary when I walked outside and saw it because it was just above my head and it was a mm. big snake. Yeah. The scarier thing was half an hour later when I went back and I couldn't find it. Yeah, that's awful. So that's, I'm like, where is it? It's like that with a spider. When you see a big spider in the room and you run out. Yeah, except the <clears> snake's or, like a thousand times bigger. Well, yeah, I know. But that, but that's actually part of the problem, right? Because a spider, this is the thing. So you see a spider in the room, you run out or walk out, um, and then you come back in and you can no longer see it. It could be in any corner of that room. And then it's like, well, are you comfortable going to sleep in that room? Because I've always had that fear of waking up with the huntsman, you know, right over the face. That's I've had nightmares about waking up to a huntsman sitting right over my face like that. Do you know what's a comforting thought for me in those moments? Yeah. Is I think it's unlikely that I've seen the spider the first time it was here. What, what, and what, yeah, I was that's fine true. the other times. Yeah. I was fine when I didn't know about it. It never got on me. It never bit me. So it's likely... That it will be okay now as well. Yeah, and it doesn't I don't bother know. me anymore. No, a if I even bother think... me in the room, spiders, fine. If I even think about spiders when I'm lying in bed, I can't get to sleep. Honestly, if I just think about a spider, I'm done for at well, least. Well, I didn't an think hour. there would be time have to, to think watch about something or because aren't you busy thinking about sprinklers? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get to sleep, isn't it? You lie on you imagine yourself lying on an oval when they turn the sprinklers on. Usually a sign to keep moving. For Dom, it's a sign to go to sleep. Yeah. Never yeah. in a rom-com have I seen the sprinklers come on when they're, when they're on the school oval after, after hours and they go, oh, that's our cue to go to bed. <laughs> no. How relaxing. No. Uh, my point is, if you imagine an oval and it's totally empty, it's late at night, you can see the stars, everyone's asleep in their beds, and you just imagine the gentle sound of a sprinkler going... Don't you even just hearing that? Don't you feel calmed? Feels like no, everything's peaceful with the world. I can imagine, like a, a beach, the waves. <laughs> I can imagine a stream. I can imagine a waterfall. Why you've picked a sprinkler? Yeah, a sprinkler's still allowed, by the way, because I feel like when I was a kid, sprinklers were everywhere, and now I feel like since you know water restrictions about a decade ago, people don't have sprinklers anymore. Here's a game. Yeah. Guess the sprinkler from the sound. Yep. I do know the sprinkler. I'm not sure I know the name of it. Do sprinklers have names? Yeah, probably. <laughs> or well, describe least, it for me. Yeah. Uh, well, that's your that's your quintessential um, garden sprinkler, isn't it? No, mate. There's so many varieties. That's what we call slow one way, fast the other way. Oh, hang on. And that's the one that you'll often see at a schoolyard on a tripod of yes. sorts. Yeah, see, that's, yes, not, that's more that. of a commercial sprinkler. That's what we find on the golf course. Yeah, Now, yeah, yeah. in the yard, we want one like this. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those are the ones that you used to jump through as a kid. Do you remember when we used to have sound effects? <laughs> seems were... like a long time ago. <laughs> it really does. This is, uh, this is a radio show that's broadcasting from a deserted island. We're only able to use what we can find. <laughs> It's a little bit like that. Where like where that. the where where a, a podcast equivalent of Castaway, <laughs> where yeah. Dom's got a teddy bear in the corner that he's painted a face on. Now, who are you then, Wilson? Oh, so you're Wilson. Mm. Okay, Wilson. <laughs> you're slowly drifting so this away. Is all just a figment, figment of your imagination. Wasn't that sad? I actually haven't seen Castaway, to be honest. I've only seen that final scene. Yeah, but I feel like it's like the sixth sense. That's not the final scene. Isn't Wilson drifting away the final scene? No, that's like three quarters of the way through. Oh, okay. Well, I'm making a note. That's what I'm doing tonight. The end's worse. So it's not a happy ending movie. Kind of. Bittersweet. Okay. Well, because this is... Do you want me to ruin it for you? No, please don't. I'll watch it tonight. I love Tom Hanks. This is my... Well, this is my thing, right? It was the Dharma Initiative. (laughs) Shut up. This is my... That's a callback to Lost for last episode, for those who haven't seen it. But but this is my thing with The Sixth Sense, right? Is I watched a Channel 7 edit about a decade ago. And I, wa- I was waiting for the football to start, I think. And so I saw the last five minutes. And now I feel like I can't watch the rest of the film. Because the big spoilers mm. in the last five minutes. Now, I thought Castaway was similar. I thought now that I've seen that, that Wilson drifts away from him, I can't watch the movie anymore. That's a very small part of the movie. Okay. All right. Well, I look forward like, what to. What do you what, what what do you think the movie's about? Take a guess. Um. Well, it's Tom Hanks on a deserted island, isn't it? And then he becomes friends with the volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that right? I'd love I'd love on the back of the DVD Tom Hanks on a deserted <laughs> island, and then he becomes he becomes friends with the volleyball question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the executives going, mm, is there any more to it than that? <laughs> well, that's all I know about it. I've seen, obviously, the shot of him with the big beard. Guess what it got on Rotten Tomatoes, Castaway? Mm, 88. That is incredible. That is dead bada on. Bada bing, bada boom. Did you look that up? Is that... Nah. Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. Have we just discovered Give a me movie another one. skill you've got? Okay, well, I mentioned Sixth Sense, so I'm going to look up the Sixth Sense, and you got to tell me what that got on Rotten Tomatoes. See if this skill set applies. If you can do it again... 78. 78. You know what? You were within 10. It was 86. 86 for the Sixth mm. Sense. So, you know, still, Give me that's one more. Two present. out of three. <laughs> one out of, two out of three. All right, two out of three. Uh, let's go... Ratatouille. Oh. No, I won't take one you've suggested because that's that's not no, fair. No, I take look at Ratatouille one. and I'll give you what I think it is yeah. and I'll give you what I think it should be. Okay. So first, I... what it is. Ratatouille, 75. Ratatouille is... Oh, the dish has come up when I Googled it. <laughs> not the movie. Ratatouille, the movie, is 96%. Not far off Gosh. what it should be. Yeah. 100? 104 um, well, the one I was going to give you is to see one at the other end of the spectrum, the Emoji Movie. What you think that got on Rotten Tomatoes? 19. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't one of Patrick Stewart's final roles. I don't think that's what he wants to be remembered for. Seven percent, though, is an impressively low score. I think it's, it would be quite hard to get seven percent. 
It would be, Let's in some ways, it would be as hard to get 7% as it would be to get 99%. Yeah. I think the poor emoji movie started behind the eight ball a little bit. <laughs> I think it might have. I think it might have. With its concept, it was hard to turn around from <laughs> yeah. the initial stage of conception. So, uh, what is your thoughts on the tracing app, Dom, that's being proposed by the government? Well, and give I, us a brief overview of what it is. Well, so this is what the government keeps saying is one of the ways we get out of lockdown is if 40% of Australians agree to download this app, which basically will mean that if you get the virus, then they can track who you're in touch with or who you were nearby on your phone. I think it's like, you know, that now, dating app. Now, how do they track it? How do they track it? I don't really know. But I know that dating app... So is it physically tracing you or do you have to self-report where you've been? No, it it automatically traces you, right? So that's the Mm. point. Similar to... So there was a dating app a few years ago. I don't know if it's still around, but basically what it would do is it would basically match you with people who you were within like 50 meters of that day or 10 meters Mm, of that day hot singles in your area (laughs) i don't think that was an app shut up no it it, it, i can't remember what it was called but the idea was if you saw someone who you thought i should go and talk to them at a cafe but you didn't get the Mm. guts to do it then you get a second chance later on because they'll come up on the app if, if they also have the app downloaded so i assume it works similarly to that and my understanding is that it's you know very encrypted that they're not tracking your location you know it's not like scott morrison has a screen telling him where i am or anything it will just be a matter of them if you get the virus or if someone else gets the virus who's been near you letting you know yet every facebook comment section i see about this people are freaking out about downloading this app and i wanted to know do you have any privacy concerns about the app would you would you get it it doesn't sit great with me however i also think well the government wanted that information you know, mm. they'd probably be able to get it if they wanted to, you know, use it for bad means. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure, yeah. And so what are people afraid of? Are they afraid of it not being secure and some Whoa. hackers getting that information? Or no, no, know, are I... they afraid of maybe they're going to do things that they don't want people finding out? Visiting I, that's my understanding. locations. Well, I, I, there was a conspiracy theory I saw going around that people said this is they don't, they don't want to use this for tracing. They just want to use this to see who's not following the lockdown. So that right. then they can use it to say, oh, you went to the right. beach. Gotcha. I don't right? think they care that much. Oh, that's This is my point, right? I can't imagine the government cares about what I'm doing. Why is what I'm doing in any way interesting to them? I can understand how that would be interesting information to have for other people. Yeah, sure. And that's the whole Facebook saga. But I'm like, I honestly, I'm happy for them to do whatever they want. You can take any info you want. You can put a drone above me every minute of the day if you need to. I honestly don't Mm. care. I would do at this stage. I'm at the the point of lockdown where I will do anything. I'll do anything to get life back. Honestly, I don't care what What it is. What are you missing the most? Uh, I'm missing going to the AFL, Zach. I really miss watching the AFL. You know, that's a, and I realize I want to clarify because before I sound like a bit of a jerk, I realize there's people with much bigger problems than that out there at the moment in the world. But the point is there's this, this, this element of going to the, the footy with my dad and my friends, which is like the highlight of my year every time I do it. And I miss that, you know, and I miss being able well, to go. How to, do you feel that? Yeah. How do you feel that like, isn't the AFL unlikely to come back this year? 
no, regardless of what happens? Crowds will. The crowds won't, but the, they'll play without crowds, I think, by June And so July. is that okay? Is that a happy medium for you? No, not really. Not really. No. But and so how do you if, feel that you're not going to go to a football game this year? Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty gutted about it. Every time I drive past the, the Gabba here in Brisbane, I just feel... Actually, the other day, you're going to find this funny, I was watching um, video of Lions games and I put Time of Your Life on. Um <laughs> Yeah, just as I was watching it because it made me feel really reflective and nostalgic. And I guess, so that's a big one. I mean, obviously there's other things like being able to to see people and all that that are important too. But I don't know. There's, you know, two, three, four on the list. (laughs) Seeing the Mighty Lions lose at the Gabba. Oh, shut up. No. Oh, no, we're going to win this year. This is our year. It's it's more about being there with everybody, you know? It's a big part of my life. Jam Donut. Yeah, I, they are phenomenal at the football. But the, the the whole point behind this, Zach, is I would just give the... If the government wanted any information, if they want anything, if they want my browser history, they can have it. I don't care as long as we can get back to normal as soon as possible. Here was my idea about the football. You yeah. know how they're going to bring it back with no crowds? Mm. Couldn't you, let's say, get four people? Yeah. One on each end... And then one on each sideline, mm. and just sell them for three hundred thousand dollars. It's a great point. It's or a good idea. hundred thousand dollars, you well, know. And so you go. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much money you get filling the MCG, but whatever the the amount is for eighty thousand people, mm. just get that same amount divided by four. Would people do it? Would you, if you were a rich person? Yeah. Would you spend? You know, knowing that it's you know also helping the game you life like stay alive. Mm. Would you pay that money and be the person? I think there's plenty the of people who would. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it would feel like your usual sports going experience, though. Um, it would feel a little bit weird when an amazing moment happens and you hear your cheering echo. I also think I'd become really self-conscious about my cheering because normally you can't yeah. hear it. At a ground when it's packed, it just melds into the noise. But if you can hear it really loud and clearly and the person on the other side of the stadium can hear it, hear it echo and more than that, the players can hear it, I think I'd just become really self-conscious really quickly about my cheering. See, my idea, my idea is somewhat in a similar vein of trying to find creative solutions. Have you heard that the AFL is talking about having canned crowd noise? And I can't even begin to imagine why. Well, their reasoning is that they thought it was really jarring for viewers when a goal was kicked or something and nothing happened. And so they're going to have a DJ who's fading up canned crowd noise when big moments happen. That's what that's what they're... And that's not an idea. They've locked in that that's essentially happening now. But is that only going to the broadcast or is that heard in the stadium as well? That There's been debate about that. Um, but I, I, at the moment, definitely broadcast. And I know the talk is they're trying to get it in the stadium as well. Um <sighs> What, you That's don't like weird. it? <laughs> it's weird, and who cares? The players don't care. Obviously, a big crowd does pump up the players, but mm. I think once they're playing in a stadium without a crowd, they're focused anyway. I think they don't nah. well, particularly hear it. See, my idea was, and, and I actually think this might be a masterstroke. I don't have any, but stick with me on this. What if they had it created an app or like a, a link that everybody could dial into from their lounge rooms right around the country. 
and they get the audio from your lounge room and it melds into one big crowd noise, right? So you have tens of thousands of supporters around the country and you're hearing their lounge rooms as they're watching the game. So you're still hearing the real live cheers, you're hearing the boos, you're hearing all the excitement of the game coming through from everyone's different lounge rooms. In theory, I like it. I think in practice, it's not going to sound like 80,000 people in a stadium. What do you mean? I think it's going to sound really crap. Well, my bigger concern with it was that, you know, syncing issues could be a problem as everyone's seen in Zoom meetings. And you could have someone kick an amazing goal and then 30 seconds later, the cheer comes or something along those lines. But, you know, a cheer is 80,000 people in in a surface area of, you know, a square kilometre around a certain point i'm not sure if you got eighty thousand people cheering and then it coming through one speaker i think it's going to sound pretty awful yeah you might be right again you're the guy with the doona hung up you know audio better than me on on this (laughs) one (laughs) so i'll defer to you but uh, what you could do how about this how about this yeah you could have the cheering level in the nah this is no better never mind (laughs) Look, we can send the proposal through. I, I just think it has potential, and it's a way to engage fans while they can't be at the game. I've thought a lot about this, to be honest. I've been watching, I think I've watched almost every Brisbane Lions game from last year back in the middle of this lockdown. Do you even watch the ones where they lose? Uh, oh, I watch the goals of those ones. and I don't right. watch the whole thing. <laughs> There's still some good moments. Still a couple of good moments sure. in there. Um, the other thing, Zach, that that I wanted to bring up with you, did you hear Donald Trump initially ask for his own radio show in the midst of this virus? No. Did you I hear that know story? that he was bragging about how many people were watching his press uh, press conferences well, and I... he didn't really understand that people wanted the information. It wasn't because <laughs> no. he was doing such a great job. Well, I only read this the other day that apparently a month or two ago, he asked if he could do a two-hour call-in radio show every day where people call in and ask questions and and he gives an update and gives his thoughts on what's happening. And he wanted to do that Mm. for two hours broadcast every day. And apparently the only reason he didn't was because he thought he'd be taking competition from some of the more conservative talkback radio announcers in in the US. So amid a pandemic, does he have two hours free a day to dedicate to a radio show? <laughs> That's a good question. I also don't know if the President of the United States should be saying, we have Bill in Chicago. What's your question, Bill? Fire away. Oh, yeah, I was wondering about this coronavirus. <laughs> uh, is it true that it's linked to 5G? <laughs> well, and also, is, is he going to do the ads? Is he going to do the live reads in the middle of the show? I don't well, know. It would all be promoting story. Trump products, wouldn't it? Oh, that's, that's a good point. He That's true. Have like a steak line, and you yeah. know, obviously his hotels. And he had the universities, but I think they went bankrupt. Don't mm. think they're around anymore. But not <laughs> but a fantastic endorsement for the quality of education. No, well, that's true. But I wonder if maybe, maybe what he's doing now, these two-hour daily briefings, are essentially the radio show. So they said no to Have him. Have you seen what he played a PowerPoint the other day about how well oh. he was going to do it? <laughs> that was bizarre. He was in a press conference and he just goes, hey, guys, you wheeled out a computer like you do. Remember when they wheeled out the TV yes. in the last class yes. in primary school? And you'd watch a movie 20 minutes at a time. It was kind of like that. They wheeled in this TV and he goes, hey, we've prepared this presentation. Watch it. And it was just a presentation about how well they were doing. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, There's a lot of bizarre things going on there at the moment. Um, 
But, but you know, look, no, I'm not suggesting any country on the planet really knows how to handle this thing, but I wouldn't think a two-hour radio show and propaganda PowerPoints are the way forward. That doesn't seem to be the general consensus of what people are thinking is effective strategies. You know what he'd need to do as well is I reckon he'd need to do a bit of marketing, a bit of get a bit of star power in there. Mm. And so it could be the guy from Tiger King yep. and Donald Trump together a duo because you need someone to That's bounce true. off a little bit oh hang you? on are you putting together a breakfast radio show now <laughs> <I am. laughs> okay well sure so trump brings the trump brings the business political edge i suppose mm. maybe mm-hmm. the target he's king the relatable guy, one <laughs> the target king guy's the relatable one and then who, what's the third you're putting in there do you need a media expert a media professional someone to balance it all out no you need a funny well, one we need- you need a funny guy or funny girl. You need you need the comedian in there. Well, Adam Sandler. I was thinking Adam okay. Sandler. Adam Sandler, Tiger King, and Donald Trump. That's pretty good. The morning wow. zoo. <laughs> You'd listen, wouldn't you? You'd listen. And I, look, I know that, that people might have spoken about how hard it can be to get into the entertainment industry at, at various times. Generally, the path the pathway into getting a radio show isn't United States president and then you get into the industry. Well, that's but- what everyone complains about in the radio industry, don't they? They're like, <laughs> these reality shows, people just go on The Bachelor to get on the radio. Yeah. And it's like... Well, if Donald Trump can't get a radio show, that really... Yeah. It does show... That it's a high bar to get in if the president <laughs> can't get his own radio show. I mean, what true. are you meant to do? Yeah, if you if you can't become president and then get on the radio, surely your profile's high enough by then. Hmm. Surely, um, you I gotta should... do a little bit of stuff online, Donald. You need to get your viral <laughs> numbers up. Well, maybe not his viral numbers at the moment. Maybe they no. they need to be going the Poor other way. Poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah, um, flatten the so... curve. Yes, yeah, that could be the that could be a segment. Um, so, uh, Zach, before we get into this week's or today's what's he whistling, um, I just want to say I've been blown away by the feedback that's come through. Thank you so much, everyone. It's interesting in uh, how many people will reach out once you say, "Hey, this segment's not working. You have to participate." <laughs> yeah, it's an old old trick that we learned, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no one's calling for trick. this one. <laughs> No, do you want to know an old trick? Have yeah. we said this on the podcast before? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. When you're listening to the radio yeah. and the announcer goes, or says to the other announcer, you know, I'm not sure if we're even going to get one call on this one. <laughs> That's a way of pretty yeah. much guaranteeing you get calls. It works every time because everyone yeah. thinks, oh, I'll be the one person who's going to call. Uh, it also indicates a certain level of desperation on the yeah. announcer's behalf because what they're doing throughout that talk break is they're looking at the phone lines because, you know, sometimes yes. as you're talking, the phone the phone calls start coming in before you even ask for them and that's when you know things are going well. Yeah, but you're flying. Once you start hearing them go back and forth, hey, Dom, do you reckon we'll even get one phone call for this one? I don't reckon we'll even get one. That's yeah. when you know that they're trying to use kind of a bit of a reverse psychology. And, and if you works. if you listen back to Freedom, the segment we used to do, <laughs> yeah, where I come up with ideas, on that a fair bit. yeah, you'll hear me throw that one out pretty regularly. Um, there was almost um, always worked. Almost always, there was, we were were unable to talk about this when we did the radio show. Mm. There was these run of three nights, I think, at the start of last year. Oh, that's right. Where. <laughs> 
we did the first night and we didn't get any calls and that i don't think that had ever happened before a whole night with no calls occasionally you do uh a, a segment that doesn't get calls but mm. for over two hours no calls it was yeah. very odd and we were just getting back into it and we were talking among the among the team and we're like it's okay you know we're back from holidays you know the audience it takes them a while to get back to it mm. the next night we come in we go another night or yeah. at least three quarters we go an hour and 45 minutes no calls and at the end of that we think should we test if the phones are on well i think i said we- to you in the ad break I I'm, I think I've lost it. I think I might have lost it, Zach. I've you, lost. You're it. about to retire. <laughs> so you're like, the this is it. This yeah, is it. Yeah. We test the phone lines. The phones weren't connected, so no one <laughs> remembered to reconnect them when we came back from holidays. This is how little we were thought of in the middle of the night. Yeah. And so no one thought, oh, we should reconnect the phone lines. So the next night, we asked them to reconnect the phone lines. So we start the show. With mm. the phone topic, no calls again. And now we're thinking we're feeling really low because yeah. we're like, they've been fixed and we're still not getting calls. We, got, we so had we a confirmation the, email, they fixed it and, and nothing. We test the phone lines again and they're not working. <laughs> and so we contact the tech people and they go, oh, sorry, we got the times wrong. We thought you are starting an hour later. So, you know, we've definitely done it now. Try it again. We try another phone topic, no calls. And we're like, what, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we stuffed it up again. There was something like eight or nine we yeah. had to do in a row <laughs> over three right. nights yeah. with no calls. And then on that <laughs> so last night bad. when we were testing them, we were just coming back every song and trying a different phone topic. <laughs> no calls for about half an hour. And they're like, no, try yeah. it again. And we're like, please, we don't want to go on the radio again and not get any phone calls. Please, can you guarantee that the phone lines are on? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoops, forgot, forgot to tick this box. It got very close to, if you're listening to this, can you please call right now? Anybody. Which is a phone topic my friend has done before, yeah. and no one called. Oh, that's right. I remember that story. <laughs> that was an act of desperation. Please, anybody. We're not going to... We're not... We are not asking for a funny story. We're not no. asking if something crazy <laughs> happened to you. If you can hear my voice, call the number and let me know that someone can hear me. Beep. nothing you could end the movie on that scene that could be the final shot Um, let's get into what's he whistling you've had an overwhelming response uh i still don't know what you whistled i I never heard it it was in a frequency (laughs) above my ears well so i saw some of the guesses coming in and i thought maybe i don't know (laughs) was it that (laughs) yes it was some of them i thought i was quite it was okay that was the one i was surprised i didn't think you'd do that yeah, well, that was the suggestion that came through. And look, I'm at the right. real Okay, that's here. true. So you didn't, I didn't think that you'd come up with it yourself. So that no. makes sense if someone yeah. else suggested it. I'm, I'm at the will of the guesses here. And I will say uh, Jackie got this one. So did Ben, who also guessed it from the UK. I think our first international guesser for What's He Whistling. So thanks for playing along, Ben. Um, Morgan had a shot. She thought it was a song called Into the Unknown. I don't know what that is, but it, it wasn't that one, Morgan. Um, the person who was first in, though, was Maddie. Um, and Matty has given me a suggestion for this week's or this next edition of What's He Whistling. I have just realised um, the Life is a Highway radio story will be heard on the next podcast. We'll and bump it's it not again. that good, to be honest with you. <laughs> it is not worth stretching over three podcasts. No, but tune in next okay, this week is, this is What's He Whistling. Dom's been <clears> learning how to whistle in isolation. He's been watching YouTube videos, so yeah. he thinks he can whistle any song. If you guess it, 
and you're the first person to contact Collective Noun's Facebook page with mm. a guess. It has to be Facebook because Dom doesn't check the Instagram <laughs> ones. If you're yep. the first person to correctly guess, you're rewarded by getting gifted the opportunity mm. to suggest the next whistle. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Matty, for this suggestion. This was a hard one. Do you think no, you got it, Zach? Well you were able to pick I that one? I got it from the first, op- the first opening. I oh, think did you've you? done a great job on it. I wow. think you've done it credit. Thanks. I reckon we could put together a, a you know, mixtape CD. I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom might, whistles the hits. Depending on how <laughs> bored I am in isolation, I might do that next week. <laughs> well, I mean, people if have done cover If that comes out on the podcast, you know I really hit a low point. <laughs> And if you want, Zach, I can send you full three and a half minute recordings of these songs. Whistled. You know what we could do? Let's do an ad next week live for it. Yeah. You that's know how good. usually back in the radio days, we would have, we would have dummied up an ad. Yeah. Um, not only do we not have the equipment for that at the moment from our homes, but also I can't be bothered. But what we could do <laughs> is I'll do the voiceover yeah, and you good. do the whistles live. That's great. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so well, you can look forward to that next week. And you're also going to hear the Life as a Highway story about that being used in a poor uh, position on a radio station. Also, next week, Zach, might we be getting closer to getting Jenny from Tasmania back on the show? Yeah, do you have her confirmed phone number or not? It's not confirmed yet, no. But no. I do have a but phone number. we have number. a phone number? We have a phone number for our, someone who used to call the show regularly, Jenny from Tasmania. You might remember her from last year from saying, Yas Queen and um, I'm just worried. Words. I don't know how old Jenny is. I'm not sure. And I'm Mm. worried that if we cold call her during a pandemic and we ask her how she's going, I'm just worried that it might not be that good. (laughs) And, you know, and, you know, that's probably not appropriate to put in the podcast. Do you think maybe we should chat to her off air first? I guess what we could do is we could do the call. And if it goes so poorly... (laughs) Just never speak of it we again. We can just not include it. We can yeah. just there's, there's a big if if you listen to a podcast next week, guys, and there's a big jump. If yeah. it just sounds like that, it's just cut from one conversation to another. It's because we tried calling Jenny and it got <laughs> it went south. It, went it didn't south. go well. <laughs> and that's why there's Where an eight minute episode. She, mm, there might yeah. be an eight minute episode. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Anyway, guys, that's all we got. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you later. Bye!